Welcome builders from Lakeland, Florida. This is the Build Your Success Leadership Podcast with your host, Brian Brogen. We're going to empower and equip you to build yourself and then build others. Now, let's build up with your host, Brian Brogen. Hello, builders. We would love to welcome you to this episode of the Build Your Success Podcast. Hey, if you're new to the show, welcome today, and it's great to have you aboard. Those that are coming back, thanks for coming back. It's great to have you as a repeat listener. Here at the Build Your Success Podcast, we like to build you so you can build others. We do that through our training, speaking, and workshops. And today, we do that through our special guests. And I am grateful the first time ever I have two guests on the podcast, so hopefully I won't mess that up. But we've got Brett Cooper and Evans Kerrigan. Brett and Evans are both dads, they're husbands, they're business partners. Brett lives in Northern California and Evans lives in New Jersey. So they're pretty far apart as far as real estate goes, but they're, uh, they work together really well here for the past 20 years and they share a passion for helping others. They recently wrote a book that we're going to talk about solving the people problem and for, to further achieve that mission. So welcome to the podcast day, both Brett and Evans. Hey, thanks, Brian. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks. This could be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm, I'm so excited. You know, we did a little pre-show prep, and I think uh, we've got some great content here today. So that, that I'm excited about that. If you don't mind, tell our audience a little bit more about yourselves, Evans. If you would go first about the telling your Morris about you, and then Brett, if you'll follow up with that. Sure. So uh, I'm a little bit longer in the tooth. Uh, I'm been around for a long time. Uh, started in the U.S. Air Force, and then worked in several industries. Uh, handling leadership development, organizational development, continuous improvement. Been consulting for about 20 years, really starting in the continuous improvement field. And that's where Brett and I met about 20 years ago, started working together. And we have transitioned back to actually trying to handle a bigger process than any of our work processes. It's actually the process of how we communicate and work with one another in the most effective way. Yeah, Brian, and I'm Brett Cooper. Uh co-founder of Integris Performance Advisors, co-author with Evans of Solving the People Problem. And yeah, I'd say I got into the kind of the, you know, the leadership and the teamwork space from a direct route from financial advising to then going to work at American Express, getting in the internet world in a startup for a couple of years, and then going directly through process improvement consulting to get to leadership and teamwork. So uh, I have a little bit of uh, insight into why these topics that we write about and things we're going to talk about today, why they are so critical, uh, and, and they're oftentimes overlooked in some of these other spaces and other industries. Well, uh, again, I'm excited to have both of you. It's, it's neat to have uh, two partners that work together and create benefits for other people and value for others. So thanks for, for coming today. I'm going to start it off the way we start all of our podcasts off. I'll start with Brett. Brett, what does leadership and being a leader mean to Brooper? So I can put it out there as one word. And I don't know if any of your other guests have said it quite this way, but that one word for me is service. Uh, this is something that really I, I, I've learned over time. When I, my, in my first leadership role, uh, I wasn't thinking service. In my first leadership role, I was thinking I got to direct people. I need to be the boss. Uh, and really the thing that I've learned is that leadership is all about serving others. You know, if you are a great leader, 
you're going to look behind you and you're going to see people following you. And your greatest job is to help them be successful. Because if you are leading a team, you're not going to be judged on your own individual success. You're going to be judged on the success of what that team is able to do. So if you as the leader can be in service to those other people that are on your team, if you can make them great, if you can make them effective and productive and engaged in the work that they're doing, you're going to get all the success in the world. So for me, leadership is about service. I hear that, Brett. That's great. And I'm actually hearing empower and equip team members and, and serving them and help them to gain what they need to be successful. So Evans, let's hear from you. What does leadership mean to you? Boy, it's really hard to follow up on service, but I will give a different word just to keep it fun. Uh, for me, that word would be possibility. And, and when I look at it, uh, leaders actually make things possible that wouldn't happen if they weren't there. So it's it's how am I serving others? What is it that I'm creating? What are the What's the vision that I might be sharing with people? How am I helping them see things? How am I helping them see what they're capable of, maybe even before they see it themselves? So what's the possibility that I create? How do I make sure that those interactions I have with others make all of them feel richer for the fact that they've taken place? That is wonderful, Evans. And now it's time for the reveal. You, like many of our other guests, fill this out a few, several weeks in advance, the application that we have. And what you said during the, in the application was leaders create possibilities. Leaders go first. The best leaders know themselves and choose their actions wisely. They know others and adapt their behaviors for a mutual benefit. And I think that complements what you already said. It, it's it's kind of saying things over again. Love that. I love the fact of the uh, behaviors of mutual benefit. So, and and I wanted to back. I just heard a, a jet go by because we have sun and fun here in Lakeland, Florida. That flies right over our office. But Evans, I did want to thank you for your service uh, to our country. Thanks for that. Thank you. But great. Those were those were great answers to what leadership means to you. And, and Brett, we have heard service before. I think a lot of leaders, it's, it's so important that a lot of leaders, you know, define uh, leadership as service because that's basically what we're doing. We're helping our team members be successful because when they're successful, we're successful. And so that, that's that's wonderful. The other thing that you have in your application here that I want to talk about is the power of emotional intelligence. And you're looking at a construction worker. The first time I went to a seminar, probably 10 years ago, and I heard emotional intelligence, I went, oh, no, they're going to talk to us about emotions. Because, you know, I've been doing this for 26 years now. They used to tell us to leave our emotions at home. They said a lot of other dumb things, too. They used to tell us, well, you know, they only need us from our shoulders down. They used to say, hey, I tore that guy up one side and down the other. Who wants the person working for you that the tour it's just been tore up one side and down the other. So we made a lot of mistakes back then. So, so now I have learned and I've actually adopted into this emotional intelligence, but for some of the listeners that don't know what that is, tell us what that is. Yeah, Brian, I'll, 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 I'll emphasize for you and for your listeners that we're not talking about being emotional. That's not at all what this is about. It, it actually, uh, it's rooted back into brain chemistry. And our brain works in, in kind of two ways. We have an emotional component and we have a rational thought component in our brains. And so emotional intelligence really is that connection to do you understand and, and, and can, can you manage the automatic thoughts that you have, the, the natural preferences you have in 
how you communicate versus when you, you know, when you have time to think things through, that's your rational thought. You know, and if, if you think about emotional intelligence, some of it kind of connects back up with some of that fight or flight kind of uh, of element of, of humankind that was really, really helpful back when we're in caveman days. And, you know, if I'm getting chased by a saber-toothed tiger, I don't want to have to think about it. I want to be able to just react and go. Uh, our, our societies, our work structures have evolved a great deal since then. However, our brains really haven't. So when we talk about emotional intelligence, you know, that that whole idea around fight or flight and you know just going, that was really helpful when we were getting chased by a saber-toothed tiger. Yet when you're in a boardroom or you're in a meeting space with your team members or you're, you're out on the uh, construction site and you get in an argument or a discussion with someone you're working with, yeah, that's not the best time to have that kind of quick, immediate reaction. So Evans, I'll let you tie in a little bit more on some of the details of how we explain what emotional intelligence is all about. Sure. So when we're looking at emotional intelligence, uh, you heard Brett and I both actually come from continuous improvement background, from helping organizations improve their work processes, real solid about the numbers kind of stuff. So it's all about results. What we found though is that if we don't have the ability to communicate really well with one another and to work well, we actually make everything more difficult. And, and that's the process that we're really trying to, to look at is, is in terms of how do I work better with one another? How do I communicate better with other people so that we can be successful? So when we talk about emotional intelligence, it really is about the practicality of how do we work well, not about being emotional, but about how do we actually manage any emotional feelings we might have in such a way that we can be successful working with one another. And, and we've got a really simple structure for talking about that. At a high level, it's really about we have to have an awareness, of both of ourselves and of the people that we're working with. So we call that kind of know your style and know other styles, because all of us have different personalities with different ways of approaching the world around us, right? And, and that's really important for us to understand those things. So we need to build that awareness. But it's also about how do we apply that knowledge? So on, on a self-level, how do I apply that knowledge about who I am and how I come across so that I can choose my actions wisely? Because there's no right personality or wrong personality. It's just different personalities, right? So things that I do really well, if I do them too much, if I overplay that strength, it actually gets in the way at times. And there are things that I'm not that great at where I need to be aware of that so that I step up and can meet that need at the self level. But it's also important who I'm working with and how they they think of the world and how they interact with the world so that I know, need to know the other styles, right? The other ways people come about it. Because in general, most humans, if we're not thinking about this, when people come at something from a little bit different perspective, we think about it in terms of wrong, my way and wrong. The reality is that it's not right and wrong. It's different approaches. So if I can take a little step back and have a better appreciation and understanding of who other people are, now I can actually start to adapt my behavior for our mutual success so that we could all be more successful. We can get more work done. We can, we can reach our goals by thinking about it a little bit more consistently. For us, it's really about honoring those differences and how we approach the world. Not even just understanding them, but really honoring them enough to say, you know, Brett approaches things from a different perspective. That's really helpful. There's stuff I could probably learn from that. There are different things that I may not be thinking about that I want to I listen to. And all too often, 
it's easy to get start to get defensive when that different perspective comes. Emotional intelligence says, wait a minute, how do I actually gain from that? How do I get better? And how do I make that other person better at the same time? So it's really learning those social emotional skills that help us actually be successful interacting with one another. Evans, that that's a great answer. Let me ask you this. Um, and of course, you know, I, I I think about the different personalities that I work with, and sometimes I go to a person because of their strengths. And this this is this is a great task for them because of their strengths. But but what there's plenty of assessments out there. What's your favorite assessment for for determining a personality? We hope you're enjoying today's podcast. This podcast is sponsored by Build Consulting Services. Are you ready to reduce workplace conflict, reduce employee turnover, and increase your productivity? If you're ready to put Brian to work for your company, give him a call at 863-800-9658 or email him at brianb at buildcs.net. Now, back to today's episode. Well, we use the DISC profile, and there's a couple of reasons. There's a lot of great assessments out there, uh, Enneagram and uh, MBTI and a whole host of others, and they're all really good. They all provide different things. We use DISC for a couple of really basic reasons here that are important. It's got a long history, and it's got a lot of research behind it. So DISC has been around for about 100 years. And actually, if you want to go back to kind of the foundings of that thought, you can go back and read ancient Greek. Okay, we're not going to go back that far because it's really difficult to read, right? So it's it's got a good history. It's got good science behind it. And even more than that, it's based on observable behavior. It, in that, that the fact that it's based on observable behavior makes it really usable. It's an understandable framework, and it's one I can watch how other people are acting, and I can take cues from that that will help me be able to modify my own interactions so that we can be more successful together. So it's that usability perspective that, that really matters to us. Um, and, and that's that's why we use DISC. I was just going to say, in, ca- in case anybody doesn't actually know what DISC means or what it stands for, I just, I just wanted exactly to That's exactly what I was going to tell you. Is that you where you're do, going? Right? Yeah, that was fantastic. Good job. We're thinking fantastic. a lot. Perfect. And, and, and in fact, so this is this is both an, an explanation. Uh, so so people just just know what it is we're talking about. But it also is uh, I'll explain it in a way that that can be helpful to people, even if they don't take a DISC assessment. So so DISC is, is an acronym, right? It's it's D-I-S-C. And the it's an acronym for D dominance, I influence, S steadiness, and C conscientiousness. And those are the four kind of main personality styles that we as humans have. Now, DISC is built uh, by looking at two different spectrums of behavior. Uh, as Evans mentioned, that one of the things that we really like about DISC in the work that we do uh, is that because it's based on uh, behavior, observable behavior, communication preferences, it, it's very usable for things like you know, uh, building better, better relationships with the people on your team and, and, and trying to find ways to be more cohesive as a team. And so the two spectrums that DISC looks at is for the first is pace. So it, it measures, you know, how, how are you, are you fast paced or are you a little more reserved? 
And then it also looks at your level of ex acceptance for new ideas and new people. So, you know, are you a little more skeptical when you have a, a new opportunity uh, presented to you? Or are you a little more accepting of that? And by asking questions and uncovering where people lie on those two spectrums, uh, the, the, the assessment version that we use uh, is able to really pinpoint kind of exactly where people are on those spectrums, which the result then will put you into one of those four categories of the D, the I, the S, the C. So the D people are the folks that are a little bit more fast paced and a little more uh, skeptical. So they, they really value results, getting the job done, you know, maybe don't have time for the small talk, right? That's the D personality. The I personality, uh, which is where I sit, uh, the influ uh, uh, influential style is fast paced, very, very enthusiastic, but very collaborative, a little more accepting than those Ds. So more, more on that collaborative side of things. The S, the steadiness style, which is where uh, Mr. Evans is, uh, shares that people focus, that accepting uh, kind of natural state that the eyes have, but a little more reserved, not quite as fast paced. Uh, Evans and I like to say that I'm more of the talk it through leader. Evans is more of the think it through leader. Evans really cares about supporting others, making sure things are, are, are getting done, uh, but doesn't need to be in the limelight maybe some other people that are on this call. And then the, the final uh, personality style there uh, is the C, the conscientiousness folks. Conscientiousness folks are a little more reserved, a little more private, and, and tend to be a little more skeptical. These are the folks that really like to dot the I's, cross the T's. It's got to be right. Probably not real anxious to go sharing a whole lot of details about their personal uh, their their personal life with with strangers or maybe even with other folks on their team, but man, if you need the job done right, that's they're great ones to go to. And the truth is, we are all blend of these styles. It's it's not that anybody is uh, all one style and doesn't have any of the others. And also, Brian, one of the real important things that I like to say with this is this is not to be a label. So it's not, oh, you're a D, so you are going to only do this, or you're a S, so you can't do that. Farthest thing away from that. These are all about where our energy com comes from and you know, kind of where do we go first and how do we like to communicate? It's about our preferences and our tendencies. It's not at all about skill set uh, or about what we can and cannot do. But because it is, uh, it does help us identify kind of our communication preferences, it ends up being a very valuable tool for team members because if they know, hey, I'm an I and you're a C, using that as an example, if I'm the I and I'm working with a, a C, I, I can say, okay, you're probably a little bit more private. So maybe I shouldn't start spouting off about all the wonderful things I did this weekend and ask you to do the same. And they're probably a little more detail oriented. So rather than just focusing on big picture, maybe I need to you know, get a little bit more in the weeds than I otherwise would. And doing that then allows me to be more effective in how I communicate with that individual. And so the model that Evans shared, the you know, know your own style and know other people's style, just gives us a language in which to do that, which then allows us to have that platform to be just more effective as we interact with anybody we come across. That is a great explanation of DISC.
and you were thinking the same thing I was for listeners that are not aware with it. As long as it's been around, there's still people that have never heard of it. So thanks for, yeah. for doing that for us. I happen to be a DI or an ID, depending on the environment. And uh, the first training I got, the guy said, you know, the best day in a D's life is the day he finds out there's a God and it's not him. <laughs> and uh you know that kind of hit home a little bit so uh, so let, let's talk about you know you you guys do this training and you use these disc assessments and you increase productivity through through you know evans talked about being aware of others and just knowing how to how to relate to understand one thing to one person you know there's even keywords that set people off you say the wrong keyword man and now ooh, you just you just set them on fire and you didn't even mean to do it yep. so yeah. evans if you will tell us how you use the the number one the assessments but then how to make this company or organization or maybe the individual a more productive person so, so there's a lot of different ways in which this can actually kind of roll out um one of the big things i think for people is actually as they start to get into awareness of themselves they start to realize that they are not the complete answer, right? It's it's all of us have a little bit of weakness in ourselves as well. And it, it is, as Brett said, we're all a little bit of all four styles. Those four styles are all absolutely valuable. And where you are, whatever your style is, that is the right style for you. But there's actually no right style and wrong style. It's we need all of this stuff together. So it's actually starting to break down those barriers to say, you know, all too often when I took a different approach as something that was wrong, I actually need to actually slow down a little bit. I need to I need to look at that in a different way. And I'll give you an example of what this means from a productivity standpoint. Uh, we had a client that we uh, went to work with. They had uh, actually started a lean implementation in their organization uh, about two years prior. We did not get that contract. About two years later, they were trying to do another lean implementation, which I think means the first one didn't work very well. And uh, so they want us to come in and actually fix their business processes, right? Streamline, make sure that we've got stuff as efficient as we possibly can. And we went to them and we said, we, we are happy to do this. They wanted to hire us. We said, we're going to start by not doing any lean at all. We're going to start by actually taking it back to this basic stuff. How do we know each other? Right? How can we communicate with one another? Now, one of the people at the top of that organization was out of one of the big accounting firms, longtime consultant who is now in this in this organization. And she called me up about six months, seven months into this thing and said, hey, Evans, we got a problem. I was a little bit worried. We were a pretty new firm at that point. And she said, uh, well, here's the problem. I've got a five-year plan for how we're going to actually get to be a lean organization. We are now seven, six or seven months in, I can't remember exactly what it was. She said, you guys are in year four of my five-year plan. It's amazing what is possible when we can actually start communicating in a, in a better way where we can all ex exceed what we used to be able to do. Where all of a sudden, we call our book Solving the People Problem, but all of a sudden we realize actually people aren't the problem. It's really just our inability to actually communicate with one another in as clear a way as we possibly can for us to actually reach the level of success that we could. So all of a sudden, all of the lean that hadn't worked, all of a sudden just started to work. And it's because they could actually communicate in a different way and they could lead in a different way and, and their teams communicated just 
completely differently than they had a short while ago. And it's not like there were new people on the bus. It's the same people on the bus could all of a sudden just talk to one another. And, and it, it, so it's just, it's amazing when, when people start to have a little bit of that uh, defensiveness start to come down as they realize it's not about right and wrong. It's about how do we actually honor those differences with one another so we can all be successful. And Brian, we have actually a great opportunity for all of your audience to have a, you know, be able to take a look at themselves and kind of see where they currently sit on this whole issue of, you know, how well do they understand themselves and how well do they understand other styles? Because as we were writing the book of Solving the People Problem, we recognized that there, people wanted to have a, a, a tool associated with it so they could get a measurement. Where am I on these things? So anybody in your audience who's listening, if they want to take an assessment, an emotional intelligence assessment, again, not how emotional are you, but you know, do you understand your style? Do you understand other styles? And do you put that information to work? They can actually go to solvingthepeopleproblem.com. And once they're on solvingthepeopleproblem.com, just look for the link that says, what's my disk EQ? If they click on that, they come to the survey landing page and they enter the, the access code of build for build your success, right? And that, that's for, for your show. But if they put the access code of build in there, they get the survey for free. They're going to get a customized report that's not just going to give them a score, but is more importantly going to give them some ideas, some tips, some things that they can do right away to increase how effective they are with the relationships that they're engaging with at work. That is great, Brett. And and for the listeners, where can they find your book? I, I know they can probably find it. I'll go back to this Solving the People Problem website. But also, can they find it at Amazon and other book, book places? Yeah, uh, you know, these days there's there's kind of one stop shopping for for books, right? So if you're if you're interested in an ebook a paperback book, a hardcover, or if you even like listening to audiobooks, it's all there on Amazon. So that that's probably the easiest place to get them. Heck, we actually just, uh, what is it, about two weeks ago, I think, Evans, Soundview Business Book Summaries picked up the book and they put out a, uh, a Soundview summary. So that's out there uh, as well. And uh, the book has been a bestseller on Amazon since we launched it. And Brian, one of the things that I'm really proud of is Entrepreneur Magazine actually named us the number one must-read book of the year. So that was that was kind of a nice nice accolade, uh, I thought, for uh, the ideas that we're trying to share with folks just to make life uh, a little bit better. Well, that is wonderful. And for those that were watching on YouTube, you'll see their website address and you saw those access codes. Use those and uh, I'm sure you'll find some value in, in using that code and getting those assessments. We really appreciate you listening to the Build Your Success podcast today. You know, Brett and Evans, we didn't make it through our whole show prep, so we're going to have to have you guys back another time and, fi and finish our conversation. Sounds but, fun. Uh, we do like to keep our, our show down to kind of a commute for folks and they can listen to the podcast. So we're going to end it here for our listeners. It was great to have you listen to the build your success podcast today. Go over to our website, buildcs.net. You can see some of the events we're doing. We got a June 18th in-person event. It's a workshop. It's a listening and interactive communication workshop. It's called hear and be heard. So find out the details about that. The early bird specials open through May. So get over there and check that out. Thanks for listening to the Build Your Success podcast today. Remember to build yourself and then build others.
Want to learn how to build yourself and build your team? Visit www.buildcs.net and learn about Brian's programs, special offers, and more. Build yourself and then build others.